All right, week 13 of the college football season. Welcome to the Never Ending Glory podcast, college football edition. It's one of the best weeks of the year. Uh, rivalry week, or if you're a tool, you call it hate week. Uh, I'm Nick Schillig, joined by usual uh, with Sean Z, Farkey, and I believe a buzzed Memphis Matt. Memphis Matt, can you confirm your BAC level right now? Um, it's currently not, I mean, not drivable. Um you know, like I said, I had two 23-ounce drafts of, of double or Imperial IPA, which was probably stupid, and a couple porters. So this should be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. We're recording here on Friday afternoon. Um, we just saw the fraud finally. The Miami Hurricanes lose. What's your guys' uh, take on this? They just lost, I believe. Is it still going on? I changed the channel. It was 24-7. I, I turned away. Looks like uh, they just recovered an onside kick. Oh, they scored and then got an onside kick? Yeah, but I think this this might get turned over. It looked like he recovered it out of bounds. So, or at least they called it for Miami, but it looks like it's – I don't know, man. It, it's going to be close. They might just keep it the way it is, but they're still down 10 with two minutes left. They Regardless of their pit cards. cover and the only one that didn't have pit, Nader, what's your thoughts on this Miami program and team? Um, I think it was an anti-pit pick, but uh, why don't you share with us your feelings watching the game and knocking a few back at the same time? Well, look, I, I've been with all you guys. I've faded these losers all year, and we've done pretty well uh, with them in you know quite a few scenarios, obviously, other than that Notre Dame game. But um, I thought today, you know what, I'm like, I'm going to take the U. Figured they'd cover that 13 and a half. I thought it might be 14. I thought, well, 13 and a half is good value. These guys are losers. Uh, Sean Z mentioned earlier, they benched, they benched their starter. I mean, this is really a playoff team. They're going to lose today, and then they're definitely losing to Clemson. So, I mean, Miami is literally out, and uh, we're going to get into it a little bit here. But uh, if Alabama wins out, Ohio State's getting in the playoff period in the story. Yeah, it, that makes it makes a lot of sense. Number two team in the rankings, undefeated, and they're down ten points and bench their starter. But I think we would agree that there's no reason they should have been number two. Like that doesn't make sense. Um, but how many starters get benched down ten? Right, right. Yeah, and and they brought that kid in, and he had no shot, none, zero. He had a pass, a pass batted down, and then I think he got sacked twice. Sucks. Well, I mean, they, they've literally been on borrowed time all season long, and they had as soft as a schedule as you can possibly have with just the, really the one big game against Notre Dame that was more of a, a program statement type game uh, than it was in just just maybe being better than, than Notre Dame. I think if they played that team with a, maybe a semi-healthy Wimbush, um, you know, five times, it's probably 3-2 Notre Dame. But uh, hopefully we can put an end to this. Clemson, I think, does slaughter them next week. We're not even going to get into scenarios of what if Miami beats Clemson. We'll worry about that if it actually happens. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, I do think uh, it's becoming more and more possible that, that OSU uh, and Alabama are playing um, in week one of the playoff. D- doesn't this hurt? Doesn't this hurt Ohio State though? Uh, so we're not getting into if Miami beats Clemson and they both get in. 
Wait, if Miami beats Clemson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I, you know, never mind. Forget that. They're they, gone. Yeah, I mean, Miami, if they win here, then they still had that. We only got one loss. Even if we lose to Clemson, we should – like, this puts that to bed. Um, I still think, you know, they could that, – that there's teams that could still raise that issue, but um, – or, or namely Notre Dame, but uh, – I don't know. I just I think Ohio State beats Wisconsin. They're going to get enough of a leapfrog uh, playing in an, playing that extra game that that Notre Dame's not going to have. Yeah, I agree with that. So uh, you guys need Bama and Oklahoma to win out, and then we're saying yes, and Clemson. Yeah, Clemson. I think you, I think the three are set, and then and obviously anything that happens with. You know, if Oklahoma loses, it just opens up another spot. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't matter if, if they lose, then Big 12 might be out. So, and the Pac 12 doesn't have anyone. So, I, it just becomes a process of elimination here. And shockingly, I think it's going to come down to Ohio State and Notre Dame. And I, I don't know. I, neither have all that compelling of cases, truth be told. How big 12 of them will it be that they didn't get into the playoff because they didn't have a championship game, and now the championship game could actually hurt them? <laughs> oh, that would be fantastic, actually. Man, th- that league cannot get out of their own way. Okay. Um, man, we touched on the Buckeyes. Uh, you guys want to get in some coaching changes? Oh, absolutely. We have been waiting. We've done this podcast now for about a year and a half, and – we have been waiting. Probably our two biggest enemies, I would say, or the two biggest people we come after, are Butch Jones and Jim Mora Jr. Right, Sean, I'll start. Sean, you've been attacking these guys nonstop. Um, you know, as of I, Farky, and then our old host as well. What does it feel that both these guys are gone? You know, with- I, I gotta say, you know, I know comedians. They just turn the page and go on to the next thing. I'm going to wax poetically about the good old days, I think, a year from now when we just had endless content and trashing of of Butchie and Jim Mora and Sumlin and all these guys that a a lot of this, the SEC is being driven by Nick Saban. Everybody thinks that they can compete at the level even in Alabama have. And none of those teams can consistently do it because they don't recruit and they just don't have the consistency in a day-to-day type operation or the the capital with all of their coaching staff uh, and advisors. So I find the SEC thing just kind of this typical churn. I think the one team that may be kind of combating against that for the for at least the short term is Georgia. They're still going to have to win, but that's going to be an interesting thing to watch about maybe being like, you know, Alabama on on the east side of of the SEC division. Out west, though, and particularly at UCLA, they just found a way to piss away the Rosen years. And unfortunately, you know, Moore has got the excuse of so many injuries over a two to three year period. I mean, he really, the, the team really is decimated. It's probably because they, they train like pansies, though, and that's all taken um, cues from old Jim Moore Jr. So uh, it is a little bit of a, a, a bittersweet departure because now we can't rag on these guys. And now we just got to go and start to attack, you know, some of these lesser known commodities um, or the ones that will be coming up into the ranks. But uh 
We'll have to replace them here fairly quickly because I got a feeling none of these guys are going to be coaches anytime soon. Farky, would you employ Butch Jones right now if you're at a small school? If I was Minerva High School, I would maybe consider hiring him. Um, you, you remember what I said last week. I was shocked for three weeks that Butch Jones was still employed. I mean, the, the fact that guy hung around as long as he did, it, it actually started to garner some respect from me that he was either paying somebody off within the university or they, he had something dirty and I mean dirty on someone over there because the fact he stuck around for the last three weeks is just shocking. So, um, no, no, no I, I would never hire him. But I think Minerva is a high school that would probably hire him. So, anyway, he's crap and uh, good riddance. One saving grace, Nader. We still have Brett Bielema, albeit for probably a short amount of time. But we still do have Brett. What, what do you think his Thanksgiving spread looked like yesterday? Oh, did you see John Daly's? It's probably similar to what he had. Oh, God. I, mean, I, can't, I can't imagine the just he probably like Brett Bielema probably had pork rinds, just, you know, cheddar biscuits, um, just, you know, just fat, fat fried food. God, he sucks. I, imagine what he did to his toilet later that evening. Oh, God. I mean, uh, you know they say plumbing. It's the number one day for plumbers. Oh, Is it really? God. That's what they say. I, I know God. what I did to my toilet yesterday. I can only imagine what he did to his. Let's well, see. I I didn't. I slept in pain all last night because I didn't take a crap until this morning before I went golf, and I took three. Wonderful. Yeah, I've been there, man. I know all about it. <laughs> and on that note, let's segue uh, into some of these games. What do you say, guys? Gosh. All right. Oh, yeah, uh, a couple yeah. things. Chip Kelly is deciding between UCLA and, and Florida. What do you guys think? Where, where where would you go if you're Chip Kelly? I would, would personally go to UCLA, but where would you guys yes. go if you're Chip Kelly? Yes, I would go to um, UCLA as well. I, I would avoid the SEC. It's going to be very interesting because I think Nebraska has all their chips in the middle for Scott Frost, and I think he's going to go to Florida. What do you guys think there? Kind of just tacking on. I like UCLA better if, if that's a better environment. I'm a competitive person, so I would probably go to Florida. Uh, I think there's a 100% chance he's going to Florida. I'll be shocked if he doesn't. Uh, I, I'm not taking anything away from your take, show. I think Frost will probably end up at Nebraska, kind of like Sean's mentioned, or at least said it's the best fit over the last month or so. But I, I, I think Kelly's 100% going to Florida. Man, if if Scott Frost chooses Florida, though, what what, what does Nebraska? I'm, I I think they're screwed. So I I think they have all the chips in the middle there. So it's bad news. Yeah, all. What do you think? Maybe they dump a bunch of money and get Willie Taggart there in uh, Nebraska. <laughs> does that Willie in Nebraska? Like Willie in Nebraska ain't gonna fit. Uh, no, like on on a serious note, you know, I I kind of see Farky. You know, I think you could get better players and. You know, better turnout at Florida. But if I were Chip Kelly, where would I want to live? I would rather live in Southern Cal. Um, and I, I don't know. It's a toss-up. But I, I agree with Fargy And kind of like our pod tweet a couple weeks ago, I think he's going to Florida. you never been to Gainesville, my friend. It's a beautiful mecca of, of an area. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think I there's a lot of chips that could fall. Or I, I think a lot of chips could fall. But it feels like Chip Kelly's the one controlling all this. And... 
I, I would say if Chip Kelly goes to Florida, someone's going to UCLA. If Ugh. Chip Kelly goes to UCLA, I'm not sure what the hell Florida's going to do. Uh, Think about that story. Someone going to UCLA where he got beat by the coach of the week in week one who got fired later in the season. I want to know what the premise is of UCLA evaluating him as a candidate that they would would want. He's got ties there somehow, and UCLA needs to recruit Texas. They kind of always have uh, because of USC kind of taking precedence in California. Um, So there's some of those types of ties, but – I've I've long read that that UCLA has always been infatuated with someone. I, there must be some connection there through the administration as well. But uh, I haven't done enough research to to really give a crap because UCLA sucks and Kevin Sumlin sucks sucks. Maybe like they like that really cool visor he wears every weekend. Well, Chip wears a visor, I think too. So. Oh, that's true. Chip does still wear a visor. Um, I think Tennessee's is going to get Norvell from, uh, you know, Memphis Mats stomping grounds. Um, Gus Malzahn could leave, which is just bizarre to me. And then I think that throws a little wrinkle into to A&M um, trying to get, get Jimbo because I think Jimbo would pick Auburn over A&M. Florida State's a better job, but, uh, you know, whatever Fisher's deal is, it, it, it's what Fisher's deal is. Um if Florida State comes open, that's the best job in the country. Um, at least it's open. And so it'll be fascinating. I think we'll know a lot by Sunday, actually, because, um, you know, a lot of these these jobs will start to really move. Florida's got to move on a coach. Like, otherwise, why the hell did you fire McElwain if you didn't want to get your coach here and then ahead of all of these other teams and getting them out and recruiting? Because, you know, the next month with this early signing period becomes really frantic. And a lot of you got to get somebody in there just to tell these kids, hey, hold off for another two months uh, so we can get the signing day or at least a month and a half. So it's, it's going to be fascinating here the next week. Florida State has a game next week, so you won't see anything with Jimbo until the following Sunday. Gotcha. Who's who's the interim coach right now at Florida? Randy Shannon, Randy, formerly yeah, of the U. Where he that's right. Shit the bed. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get in these picks, guys. Um, last week, our pod bets, we went two and two, so we just drank a little juice. On the year, we are 20, 14, and three, so we're up a little over four units. We'll get into our first pick that we uh, tweeted out. Make sure to follow us at NEG Pod CFB for our pod picks that so we've been, um, you know, pretty decent on. Make sure to follow Luke and Jerry over at Glory Podcast and the Zustin Bros. Uh, they do a great job with the NFL picks and fantasy football. So last week, uh, Memphis Matt and I went seven and four. Sean five and six. Farky four and seven. So okay. it's pretty tight at the top. Memphis Matt's got a one game lead over Sean and I, but Miami's a loser, so we have a three way tie right now as we sit currently on Friday afternoon. So nice pick. We did. We did. <laughs> our, Farky with eighty and one hundred one. Dog and Nader. <laughs> All right, we did. Uh, we did pick uh, three games for today. Uh, the pit game, pit Miami game is over. Probably kicking off right about now. We have a USF plus ten at Central Florida. We all are on the dog except Farky, um, shockingly. So we won't get into that because you guys won't hear it as we're recording this evening. And I kind of want to just get in this one. To, 
Um, if Cliff loses, I believe he's gone. So Cliff Kingsbury and Texas Tech heads to Texas. They are seven-point dogs. We all consensus pick have Texas here. Uh, you guys got anything on this game you want to touch on? It's just a fingers crossed game for me. I'll, all I want to do is have a he going next week on Cliff. So that's where I'm at. Uh, can they fire Cliff? Like Texas Tech, can they hire when there's this many openings who they would want to hire? I mean, I, I, I think he deserves. I just don't know unless they're going to immediately try and turn around and hire Chad Morris. Um, I, I just I don't know that Tech wants to compete against these all you know all these openings. I agree that I, I think Chad Morris will be your last domino at after Norvell goes. So after all these big names, it's going to be Norvell to the next spot, and then Chad Morris. Texas Tech might be, you know, kind of screwed. But all I've read about Texas Tech is, are they're mo- most of them are done with Cliff. He's just a clown, and uh, I think I, there's one move that Tech needs to make. It, we need to tweet this. We need to be the first ones out. Pod endorsed. Bring him back home. Get the trailer. Get the little sh- the shed ready. Yep. We got to bring Mike Leach home. What do you think, guys? Think? Oh man, can you imagine that parade? Oh, let's go! Guns up, baby. <laughs> Should never lost him to begin with. No, Ever. Craig James is a bitch. <laughs> you know they basically locked him in that shed, but which in in the Texas heat is basically a sauna. I mean, you're just trying to drop a couple pounds. Don't be a loser. <laughs> That's right. He's trying to make weight. <laughs> what a pussy. All right, guys. That, that's I'm serious. We, we got to get on this. Like, this needs to happen. Like, this Wazoo stuff, it, like, Falk's gone. It's kind of like he's too late night. I need to see more of Leach. Like, Has that in, ever in happened? Central time. In a big program, have they ever fired a coach and then brought him back later? <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I feel like that's happened. I can't think off the off the cuff, but it's got to have happened. They would have to pay me a king's ransom to go back after they fired me. Well, I think they sued him, too, or he sued them. Yeah, so. I, I think he sued them for non-payment. Well, all right, then here we go. When they don't get Jimbo, A&M needs to bring him in. We need to get Leach back in Texas. Like, I, it's I, I just read stuff that he might end up in the SEC after this year. Dude, I actually on his own like a normal viewing time, like 12, 1 o'clock every week. That would be perfect because half the time I can't stay, stay up to watch his ass play at 10 o'clock Eastern. What, what is Tennessee doing? Like, get it done. Hey, you ain't like getting said, John hey, Gruden. John Gruden ain't coaching. Winning. They, they, don't. they don't. You're right. Farky called it. They, they don't care. They don't care, and they quit. They're quitters. They are quitters. All right, guys, let's get into the Saturday slate. Let's talk about the two big games here first. Um, obviously, Ohio State, 11-point favorites at Michigan. Or if you're a tool, you call them the team up north or Michigan because dropping M's are cool. Um, we already released this as a pod bet. We took the minus 11, so we all like Ohio State. Farky, uh, why do you like them to cover so much? Well, back to what we mentioned uh, off the air on uh, the line. I just, I still can't believe that this thing's under two touchdowns. I know the rivalry, the game, yada, yada, all that. But shoot, uh, you said it was like 14, 14 and a half when it opened and then pushed all the way down to 10. I'm still surprised it's only at 11. But um, I think Ohio State's defense just handles this Michigan offense. And, you know, we talked at the beginning of the year about how Michigan 
potentially had one of the better defenses in the country, and they've shown shown a little bit of, I think, signs of things to come maybe next year. But I just I, I don't think they can do anything against this Ohio State defense that really outside of the well the Oklahoma game was early, but really the the crap they took at Iowa. I mean, this defense has been shut down, and O'Corn playing quarterback. I mean, we've seen this week after week. It's it's just going to be too much for them to handle. The off, I mean, all the obvious stuff on offense the Buckeyes can do, but I, I think the the defense shutting them down takes care of business. Is it 100% con- confirmed that O'Corn's starting? I know Spate was practicing, but non-contact earlier in the week. Do we know I, for sure? I, I think, I, I mean, it's not 100% confirmed, but just at least giving Jim Harbaugh enough credit as a, as a game prep coach, and he's, he's a smart guy. I just cannot believe he'd throw Spates in there to try to play Ohio State this week. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Farkey here. I, I have no idea how you could think that Spates could play, let alone um, O'Corn could be tolerable on this. They're going to have to hit so many big plays and, you know, a t- you know penalty. It just, just to keep this close, I don't see it whatsoever. Maybe. I was just going to say, to your point, this thing could, this has the potential to snowball. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, I don't really give a rat's ass who starts Spate or O'Corn. I think they're both losers. Um, they're going to get a steady dose of Mike Weber and Dobbins this week. And I just, I, I agree with everybody else. I don't see Michigan being able to do anything on offense. And I understand, you know, it's, you know, it's arguably the greatest rivalry in all of sports and, you know, that plays into it a little bit. But I agree. I, I think this could snowball really bad for Michigan if they're not careful. Um, you know Urban's not going to let this team uh, get down on themselves in any way, shape, or form. Knowing the possibility of making the playoff is realistic. Um, and I just don't see any way to play this game other than Ohio State. Agree. All right. Yeah, consensus. I, I- O'Corn sucks. There's no way I'm taking Michigan. Usually I would take the points here in a rivalry game, but not a chance. He blows, but nothing else on this one, guys? Pretty cut No, let's let's move down to Georgia. All right, we got Georgia. uh, 11.5 point favorites at Georgia Tech. Um, I'm taking Georgia Tech here. I think it's a look-ahead spot for Georgia. They're going to face the Bama-Auburn winner, and I just – I think Paul Johnson's going to pull out Every trick play, you know, obviously they're going to pound the ball with the option, but I think he's got a lot of trick plays to maybe possibly throw the ball here and there. Georgia Tech is at five wins, so there is the added win, and you're definitely in a bowl game. Um, The only thing that does scare me here, Georgia Tech is known to give up some chunk running plays, and if Georgia gets that going, um, you know, that could be a little iffy. I will take Georgia Tech here, plus 11.5. Farkey? Yeah, I know they had uh, Georgia Tech had that nice game against Virginia Tech, which kind of cuts well caught me off guard. But man, to see them lose last week, forty three twenty to Duke, I, it's just it's hard for me to imagine that that Georgia can't control this game by a couple touchdowns. Um, I like your point too that that Georgia could really start to run the ball on them. That could that could wear them down. Um, they're going to have you know some of the bigger, tougher guys playing on the offensive line. Um, yeah, they, Georgia Tech's a little goofy with their with their play call from time to time, which catches teams off guard. But I mean, it, I, I guess I'm just paying a lot of attention to what happened last week in that Duke game. So anyway, give me uh, give me the giving up the points and give me my Bulldogs. I'm going to keep rolling with them, ready to go for the SEC championship. 
Members Matt. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Farky there a little bit. And I was hesitant on this game because of, I mean, Duke, they, they're just god awful. Um, but a rivalry game at home, getting 11 and a half. Um, and she'll kind of piggyback off that a little bit where, you know, they, it is a look at game. They're automatically in the SEC championship against the winner of Auburn, Alabama. Um, obviously, Georgia's got to win this game to keep their hopes alive. And I'm just hoping for a 7-10 to 10 point win here. So give me Georgia Tech. Yeah, everything once that I was looking at was like, I wanted to take Georgia, I want to take Georgia. And I just – it was a little quirky of a number here. I'm taking Tech for that reason. Um, I don't have a very good explanation from last week or, or really across the whole season. And, you know, Georgia's been effective. Georgia gets up in this game. You pretty much can just chalk this up as a loss. But I, I'm – I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to to the Yellow Jackets. Think they keep it close a little bit. I think Georgia wins by ten and fairly comfortably. But um, I'll I'll take Tech with the points. Your Memphis Mac game of the week: East Carolina and that vaunted defense are twenty and a half twenty eight and a half point dogs at the Tiger Dome. Memphis Matt, your take? Uh, this is a blowout. Uh, Memphis is uh, riding high. We're going to probably get our rematch against UCF, which will probably be the second most viewed uh, game on television this year behind the Super Bowl. Oh, um, my God. The East Carolina Pirates are garbage. Um, Riley Ferguson is throwing balls all over the goddamn field. This is a blowout. This is 41-point win. Give me Memphis. Oh, wow. Um so I bet Cincinnati against East Carolina last week. So that was fun because they won. They were Cincinnati was a five point favorite, and East Carolina won. I think by thirty one, which is neat. Um, so that was a nice little insider look uh, into how my gambling week went last week. Uh, I'm going to take Memphis here. I don't really have a good explanation other than I think you East like Carolina money. shot all of the bullets last week and. I don't know what the Tiger Dome is, but it's not where Memphis plays. Um, but but fair enough. Uh, I'll take the Tigers in this one. It's a, I believe it's a nickname that Memphis Matt says. You just don't you just don't go in the Tiger Dome and get a win. Is this accurate? That's correct. Um, I'm gonna do the and you'll see this a lot with, with my picks. I'm gonna do the look ahead. I'm gonna take East Carolina in the plus twenty eight and a half. Uh, line open 27, so got over four touchdowns. And I, I could easily see Memphis up big and then just sitting and getting ready for uh, the Central Florida, South Florida winner that's going on right now. So too many points. Give me the 28 and a half. Marky? I think it's pretty clear cut where I'm going with this. I'm taking ECU. I took Memphis one week. It just didn't feel right, even though I think I won with that pick. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, don't know it didn't if, feel right because you're 81 and 101 on the season, and you well, you don't know what it feels like to be a winner. Uh, okay, fine. Next year, I'll take Marky Spaves off the character off the board, and we'll see what points what my record really is. You love anyway, favorites, though. Anyway, I hate I hate Memphis. I hate this team. They're overrated. I cannot wait. I cannot wait until they play UCF next week. I saw their bull projection is against, uh, I think it was Bleacher Report, which doesn't mean jack shit, but they were projecting them to play Utah. And, I mean, Utah has no idea what's coming for them in that game, if that's the situation. Where was that game going to get played? 
I, I have no idea. I, like I said, it doesn't. It was on Bleacher Report, so it doesn't matter. But I was just reading that's who they think they they could possibly match up with. And you can you imagine? I mean, dude, Memphis is a well-oiled machine. Oh yeah, they'll slaughter the whole state. Literally, <laughs> bow down. Well, it's Senior Day at the at the Liberty Bowl. Cool, and they're going for their tenth win to have another crack at. Uh, I don't know, maybe Central Florida. We'll find out, but. Give me uh give me the pirates, man. They're coming in there and they're gonna wow. shake it up. They are explosive. Memphis wins out. They're gonna get a New York six, six game. They're gonna be the power five team that gets, you know, a New Year's Day game. So we need to look forward to that. Um well, Sean, we'll head with you. Florida State, they're five point favorites at the swamp. Um Man, I, I, I just want both teams to trust. Well, so here's the thing: I want both teams just to run the ball to end this as soon as possible. Uh, Florida State still has a game next week, and then they can get bowl eligible with the legit six. But you know, to Shill's point, with five, they might just make it anyway. Uh, I am looking just now, kind of breaking across. Uh, Pat Forty is saying Florida moving on from Chip Kelly, Scott Frost next in line, and the expectation highly is that uh, Chip is UCLA bound now. Um, so that's an interesting – four days not exactly uh, right all the time, but something coming across uh, that, that you know, I think we might as well break a little bit of news or at least break it on behalf of, of 40 to the millions of listeners that we have. So that that's a little interesting wrinkle from um, – I, I you know, I said all along that I felt like they needed to get Chip Kelly done sooner than later, and it's dragged on for, for what, 10 – 10, 12 days now. So the longer this goes, I think the more problematic it is for Florida and um, their prospects of getting Chip, Chip Kelly there. As far as the game, what's that? Pat Forty, Melissa Colley. So um, I'm not huh. putting on a stock into that. Huh. Uh, that's allegedly he, he, he allegedly um, and actually I don't even think we can say allegedly I think he's making a satirical comment there just from a litigation standpoint so um, mo- moving on um, I think we'll take I'll take Florida State here just because they run the ball better and they're actually been playing a little bit better of late particularly their defense um, you know this is this is a far cry I think the first time or maybe like one time in the past like 30 years or third time in the past 30 years that both these teams are unranked. Uh, and I think the first time in like 36 years that they both are below 500 at time of game. So a uh, little interesting wrinkle there. Um, I'll take Florida state in this one, but I'm not overly confident. The number to bang on this is I think the under is 44, 45. I, I think you jump all over the under on this one. I don't trust either teams. I've lost so much money backing both these teams, and I I trust Florida State less, and that's the best I can do. I'm taking Florida plus five. Farky? I'm going to do it the opposite way. I've been backing Florida State pretty much all year, and now they've got their offense clicking, 77 points against Delaware State. They're back on track, <laughs> ready, ready, ready to – Ready to put up some points tomorrow. So give me the Knowles, baby. The Knowles. I, Go ahead, Nader. I don't have much of a take on this other than about six weeks ago, I, I said on this pod, I refused to back Florida State at all the rest of the year. Um, I'm not going to switch that pick. So I'm taking Florida with the five because I hate Florida State's entire team right now. 
Here's a wrinkle, and you saw it in the Egg Bowl yesterday. When teams like this are bad and they don't really have a ton to play for and it's a pride thing, there will be a fight before the game. I'm calling it there will be a fight before the game, guaranteed. Fingers crossed. The announcers will have something to talk about for the whole first half about how, you know, this rivalry, like, it's going to get hammed up big time. Is there a line on that show? Can we bet that? I, I, I did not see one. I, I checked all the props before we uh, recorded here. There, there was not a will there be a fight prop, but we can make one up. Well, altercation something. It's going to happen. Next game, Wisconsin is 17-point favorites at Minnesota. Um, I'm taking Minnesota here. I believe. I mean, this is pretty much their bowl game. They do have five wins. They could get to six. They're not going to win this game. I'm going to take the 17. Wisconsin's a little banged up. Um, I believe Tyler Johnson, their wide receiver, is going to be out. Uh, Fleck is a tool, but he also played them tough. Was it the 2016 Cotton Bowl when he was at Western Michigan? I think it was a 24-17 to 17 type of game. Um I just think this is Minnesota Super Bowl and Wisconsin is just going to try to get by and uh, face Ohio State next week. So um, I'm going to take Minnesota here in the 17. Farky? Give me the Badgers, baby. They want that Paul Bunyan axe back. The Gophers have their axe, and they want that axe back. They are going to grind. Number five team in the country, ready for Ohio State. Um, I think Fleck, from a Preparation standpoint is probably somebody that will do a pretty good job, but I don't know if I'd, if I'd lean on what they did a couple years ago at another school, but I, I still think that uh, it'll, it'll be a pretty good game. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I'll tell you what, man. When you're playing for Paul Bunyan's axe and the other team has it, do you understand the motivational factor that goes into to getting that axe back in your own hands, taking it back to Madison? Give me the Badgers. I don't know what that means, but I'm pretty sure you just said it's not going to be a blowout, but you're laying 17. Is that correct? Yeah, blowout, blowout <laughs> with dumpster fires like Minnesota's, like the 30s, 40s, like what the Buckeyes win by. Gotcha. Memphis, Matt. I'll tell you what. Um, is there a bigger loser in American folklore than Paul Bunyan? Paul Bunyan's a loser, and so is that stupid bull that rode around with him and that dumb axe. But I will say this. I bet Minnesota plus seven last week against Northwestern, and they got dump trucked 39-0. Give me Wisconsin. This is a blowout. They're going to take that axe and just chop off some fat. Uh, Wisconsin big. Uh, So Brett Bielema won't be there, so they can't chop off some true fat. But uh, I've I've flipped back and forth on this one. I'm going to take Minnesota. Just home Super Bowl type thing. Wisconsin wins, but I'll take the points. PJ Flex sucks. I don't like doing this, but I am. Chill. Next game, um, somewhat of an important one. I believe I read nine out of the last ten national championship games have had the winner of this game in it. So, Iron Bowl, Bama, four-and-a-half-point favorites at Auburn. Farky, who you like here? Oh, I'm going to take Alabama. I think I would probably like it up to six. I think they win by a touchdown, but I've also read a ton of stuff on this. I saw the stat that you just mentioned. And then Alabama, traditionally, since they've had Saban, does not do well at all against Auburn when they've won nine games. In fact, I don't think he's, if the stat, if I can remember, he has never beaten Auburn between LSU and Alabama when they play with Auburn having nine wins or more. So, um, 
I'm going to take Alabama just because I'm going to stick by what I've said all year that I think they're they're the class of the of the field this year and four and a half probably feels about right. I don't think it'll be too much more than that, but give me Bama. Remember Matt. Yeah, Farkey's absolutely right. I saw that same stat the other day. He's 0-6 lifetime against Auburn when they have nine wins or more, three with LSU and three with Bama. Um, I This game is hard for me because I've ridden Bama all year like we all have. Um, I just like four and a half at home with a, a really good team. Um, you know, Bama may – the spread may not even come into play here. Auburn could just win this game outright, or Bama could beat them by 10-plus. Um, but I – I, I like the four and a half at home, um, and I just don't see any way to bet against it for me, so give me Auburn. I like Bama by six here, um, so I'm obviously going to ride Saban and, uh, you know, the Red Devils. Um, I, I, Auburn's been a, still too inconsistent for me, and I don't think – I think against a team like Bama, I'm not sure that – they're, if they're able to run the ball, that'll be key. I don't think they're going to be able to, and I don't think Stidham can can lead them to uh, to get to enough points. I think you probably have to get to 27 against Bama, and I don't think Auburn can do that. So I'm going to take Bama in this one. Yeah, Memphis Matt kind of stole my thunder there. I, I really think if you're going to take Auburn, just do it on the money line. And if you're taking Bama, lay the points because they're going to – I see a comfortable Bama win or an, or an Auburn – outright win if that makes any sense so i kind of agree with memphis matt there i think both teams are going to struggle to run the ball so it's going to be stidham versus hertz and i think they're both very inconsistent especially hertz as a thrower man i hate this game i'm gonna take auburn plus four and a half but i'm not thrilled about it so uh let's move on to the next one hog trying to salvage a season i would imagine he's getting 22 and a half at oklahoma I'm sure we're going to get into Baker Mayfield, him being an absolute clown. Memphis, Matt, who you like in this game? Yeah, Baker Mayfield set the tone this year early when he tried to jam a flag stick into a turf field at Ohio State. This guy's a douche rider. Uh, but, you know, Hogue being down, Greer's out, correct, for this game? Has to be. Yeah. I think it was mangled. Yeah, it didn't It didn't look good. Um, Hogue's at a serious disadvantage here. Oklahoma's got their eyes on – you know, bigger and better things. I, I really don't see a letdown here, and I've, I've just got to bet Oklahoma minus the 22.5, even though it's a big number. Sean? Yeah, I, I don't really care about Mayfield at this point. I, I think it's just, you know, the mounting evidence that he's going to be moving up on draft boards regardless if he's grabbing his Johnson or not. Um, this is a tailor-made spot for him to just put up all sorts of Heisman numbers. West Virginia is reeling with with an unproven quarterback on the road. This has slaughter written all over it. Hulk just giving up in the second quarter, and uh, you know his hair turning to Ernie McCracken at the end of Kingpin. Um, I, I'm 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 taking uh, OU here big. I just flip flop. Here's how much I care about this game. I didn't even know Greer was out, so I am taking Oklahoma as well. They got no shot on the road. Uh, I think we talked last or last pod about how I, I I just can't trust Hulk on the road, and I I will pretty much always back him at home. So give me OU. I'll lay the big number as well. Fargy consensus. Man, yeah, it's definitely consensus. Sean Sean took really the wind out of my sail here with what I I think it's going to be all the potential in the world for a snowball blowout too. I'm. You guys have mentioned the hold on the road thing to me all year, and I've been paying more attention to it. So, you know, I think that'll play a factor. And 
wow, West Virginia gives up some points. So the fact Oklahoma has a, a fairly decent defense outside of that Texas Tech game, um, or was it Oklahoma State? Can't remember what was the, the shootout. But anyway, I like Oklahoma big here. And uh, I'm not going to talk about Baker Mayfield either because he's a fucking asshole. But um, <laughs> I will say I will say that I think him coming into the game after it starts will create a little bit of added enthusiasm and excitement and it just this has i feel bad for hulk because i like hulk i think this is gonna be ugly for him give me oklahoma over unders at 68 and a half and you're if you're into that kind of thing all right next game the civil war oregon state's getting 25 at oregon and our boy willie taggart farky you got blunts written down <laughs> Billy. <laughs> that's how big willie style rolls man he, he, on that blunt game, you don't think Willie Taggart had marijuana in whatever home that he was eating Thanksgiving dinner at yesterday? You're out of your mind. I hadn't thought of that, but uh, interesting take. <laughs> give me, give me Willie all day, man. Big Willie. I, I just, it's a ton of points, just like at what the Oklahoma game is in Memphis. I, I'm always usually all over those, but. Being that I don't know either of these teams that well, but I do love Willie and the fact that he's capable at any second to, to rip out a 40-ounce and a roll of blunt on the sidelines during the game to kind of calm himself, I'll, I'll, I'll back that every day. Give me Oregon. I'm just Matt. Uh, I will fully admit that I don't know much about either of these teams, but what I do know is as much as I like blunts, I like beavers more. So give me Oregon State in the 25. Ooh, a little little mascot. Nice, Nader. Um, I don't. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know Oregon State. I know their coach quit on them. Um, now you know Gary Anderson was a prick, anyways. But uh, you know, I think he still could judge talent. My guess, he looked at his roster and said, "These guys suck. I'm quitting. I don't want to hurt my all time record." And and that's exactly what he did. So I'm not going to go and and pick these guys. Oregon has Royce Freeman. Uh, and then their quarterback play, I think it's Herbert or um, I hate Herbert, but uh, I like Oregon just to roll one up here, 40-plus. Uh, I'm taking Willie and uh, the Ducks. Hey, I like that. You like Oregon to roll one up here. Yeah, you like? Yeah, I played that in there. Oh, I guess I'm the only one that knows anything about this game. Um, Oregon State, they're on their interim, but he's that's kind of faded. He's been the coach there for like two, three games. Um, with that quarterback back, Sean, they got outscored by 21 points a game when he didn't play, and they've outscored their opponents by 21 points a game. So he's a 42 point difference. I know, that, I know, I know that makes don't don't take that for real, but that's kind of what the small sample size of their schedule has said. I hate laying 25 in a rivalry game, but I'm I'm going to do it. I think Oregon State stinks, so I'm going to take Willie as well. Lay the 25. The Next. old Nader goes with the Beaver angle. Uh, I like beeves. Uh-huh. Creative. All right. Clemson is 14-point favorites at South Carolina. Sean, who do you like here? Well, I'm going to be interested to see what Nader uh, uses for his his mascot here with his pick, um, contrary to the last one. But uh, I'm taking Clemson here. South Carolina has overachieved all season long. I think it catches up with them here. They don't have the talent to compete with Clemson, uh, both scoring-wise uh, or, or being able to kind of stop Clemson's um, offense. I, I think Clemson gets right here, wins big, 
and then maybe you know has a convincing win next week, and everybody kind of positions them in in kind of the catboard bird seat in the playoff. And I think they're susceptible in that first playoff game. Um, so I'm taking Clemson here though to cover the 14 and, and comfortably. I hate this game. It's got a low total, uh, 46 and a half. So I think that's why I'm taking the 14. What concerns me backing South Carolina, uh, their offensive line stinks. And when you're going to get against that Clemson front, that is scary. Uh, I'm kind of just taking the points here at home in a rivalry game and hoping Clemson's kind of looking ahead uh, to next week in the championship game. Parking, who do you like here? Man, I, this is another one. The fact that they've got South Carolina playing playing on this field with Clemson at just 14 is, is really kind of a head-scratcher to me. Don't care anything about what South Carolina has done, hasn't done. Clemson's Clemson. Curious as well to hear uh, Nader's take on this game and, and his backing of South Carolina because he's really ripped them a few times this year um, during some picks. So the fact he likes them to play within two touchdowns of uh, of Clemson is um, – I'm on uh, and I got anticipation for that. So give me uh, give me Clemson minus fourteen. Love this game. That's Matt. You're just if you remember the first the first game of the year when Farky and I took SC over North Carolina State and they got outgained. Uh, I think 500 yards to 220 and still came out with the W. Um, this is a total play right here on South Carolina for me. Getting 14 at home at night. South Carolina is really not that bad. They should have lost at NC State. They should have got pounded by NC State. I'm hoping we just have another repeat of that. Um, I'm obviously a big fan of any team that has Tigers after the name, Memphis, Clemson, whatever. I don't like Cox, so I, you know, I can't, I can't speak on that unit. I know where you're going with that angle. But give me South Carolina at home for the 14. Thanks for explaining the mascot thing. None of us got that, so I appreciate that. Well, you know, some of our listeners might be a little – Moronic. Two more left, guys. Leach heads to Washington. He's getting 10. Um, if he wins, they will face uh, USC in the uh, Pac-12 championship game. If they lose, uh, Stanford and USC will play. So I'm going to take Washington here, and I don't know why. Um, I, I, I like to fade Wazoo on the road. Washington numbers look really good, but their schedule is absolute garbage and usually catches up to them. I just... I don't know. I'm going to take Washington minus 10 here. Farky? I I really like uh, Washington in this game, similar to, to where I like uh, Oklahoma against the Hog. I know uh, I know we're big Leach fans, but, you know, Wazoo going into Washington, uh, I know two losses, that's that's not the season they were expecting, but I still think that they have a lot of, uh, a lot of expectations they're carrying on their shoulders to finish out the season. And when you're playing at home for the Apple Cup, the only thing that I could I think could probably be more important is getting that Paul Bunyan's act. So trying to win the Apple Cup at home, I mean, come on. With a team that was probably top five preseason, give me Washington. Remember, Matt? I'll be the first to admit this is a horrible bet by me. We have bet against Washington State on the road all year long. We've bet against these losers because they don't play well on the road at home. I just feel like Leach is going to have this team fired up, especially after that three-minute interview he had this week, which we haven't even gone into yet. But that interview where he gave that dude marriage advice was just priceless. Um, oh, give me Wazoo plus the 10. 
You're allowing his interviews midweek to cloud your judgment. Washington State is horrible on the road. Uh, And this isn't going to be any better. Seattle's a tough place to play. I love the Huskies in this game. This is this is seventeen to twenty one point all over it. Um, I, I I just don't see how Washington State uh, can pull off pull off any type of uh, competitive game here. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to be. Uh, I always enjoy more leech the better, but uh, I don't see it whatsoever. Last game on the slate here, guys. The Irish head to Stanford. They are two and a half point favorites. Sean, we'll go back to you. Who you like here? So this is uh, this is now the second or third time I've almost felt utterly certain, and I'm one and one thus far with Notre Dame. I think Michigan State was the other one. Um, Notre Dame's winning this football game. Stanford does not get enough big plays. Uh, to be able to compete with the Irish. I like the Irish kind of regrouping. This is their last big statement game, the only one they can really make. I love Notre Dame in this spot. I think this is a 10, 13-point win uh, at minimum, uh, and and love Notre Dame here. Stanford's quarterback play is atrocious, and I don't think they're going to be able to get big plays or turnovers, and uh, I love the Irish. I'm taking the Irish here as well. Uh, like I mentioned, Stanford, this game means nothing to Stanford. They're pretty much sitting there waiting to see if Wazoo wins or not. In that case, I think Bryce Love's the most important person to his team in the country that's not a quarterback. And I, we're recording here on Friday afternoon. I would not be surprised if Bryce Love does not play. And if he doesn't play, they got no shot. And if he plays sparingly, they still have no shot. So I'm going to take Notre Dame here. I'm going to lay the two and a half. Barbie? Uh Give me Stanford. Uh, I've got on the Irish. I apologize for him, and then I watched him get shellacked by uh, this worthless Miami team that we made fun of all year that we just watched lose to Pitt today. So um, I'm going back to my Irish fraud take. Uh, Stanford, I've dogged the shit out of them all year. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna turn on that take, but. They are boring, um, but they've won some. They've won a couple tough games. Now, granted, they squeaked by last week. Uh, who was it? Cal after the big win over Washington. But if it wasn't at home, I'd probably take Notre Dame. But because it's at home, I I, I do think they're going to compete. I disagree with the fact that I don't think that they'll care about this game because they don't have anything to play for. They're paying attention to another game. I think that, that they will care about this game. That everybody will be fired up and ready to go. So give me Stanford. I'm Smat. Yeah, so I kind of agree with you. There might be a little bit of scoreboard watching in this game, and I, you know, I know Bryce Love has played through that ankle injury all year long. It seems like, um, but last week, I'm sure you guys watched the game too. When he went down, it it just looked more painful than some of the others. And you know, if he does play this week, I just I can't picture him even being at at 75 percent, let alone 100. Um, I still think Notre Dame's a good team, and I just uh, I see them just running the shit out of the ball. And like Sean said, Stanford's quarterback play is just fuck. It's just garbage. So <laughs> give me, I'll take the Irish. So let, let me ask you this: with, with the with the scoreboard watching thing, you mean that they they may not play as well because on defense they may like be be laid off the snap because they're going to be you know watching the scoreboard to see who's winning the other game. No, I, it's, I don't mean like literal scoreboard. I just mean metaphorically. Like they, they, this game to them. I mean, it, it, 
like I, I know you don't think so, but like to me, in their heads, it doesn't matter. Like if they win or lose this game, it all does hinge on Washington State, Washington, whether they go play in, uh, in the Pac-12 championship. So I guess, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know if that psychologically is going to play into it. I just feel like, and I feel like Notre Dame's a better team too. Well, hopefully they're smart enough to know that they have to win for that other game to even matter. Well, I'm not I so would, sure I, that they know that. I don't think that they know that actually. No, no, they they do not have to win. They don't oh, have they to do win. Not. Yeah, this not. isn't a Pac-12 game. It's not a Pac-12 oh, game. That's true. That's true. But I I will say this. I I would hope they're smart enough to know that they should win because they went to Stanford. If not, good God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Another guys. Flaming I, I, hot I, take. I think it's slim pickings here for our pod bets. So, uh, like I mentioned, we went two and two last week, up four units on the year. We already have Ohio State locked in at minus eleven. Uh, we did that before they. My thinking was before they announced their corner as a starter because I think it's going to skyrocket. But Harbaugh is a tool, so he probably will never announce who it is because that's his style. Um, our other consensus is Texas tonight and OU. Um, I don't know if we can talk somebody off something else or sure would, you guys sure would be nice. If, sure would be nice. Memphis Matt could get off a of wazoo. <laughs> I, would that, I would that make you guys feel more comfortable? <laughs> hey, I say we put I say we put pile all four games onto OSU. <laughs> no, I, let, let's let's pull the trigger on the Red River teams, Texas and OU. Uh, you know, Nader, you you got to come you got to come to grips with that. With that Washington Wazoo, you can still keep Wazoo. Like, show you changed it. You can still keep Wazoo there. You just have uh, to still didn't change it. Uh, Memphis Matt just changed it. Oh, you're you're a coward. Well, you know, ugh, God, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not. You know, I, I I don't like laying ten in this game. I, you know, just I would say make- this. Shame on me because I was riding high on Washington early in the year, and then here I'm just taking a big Thanksgiving dump. On them, so I'm cool with Washington. I'll tell you what, you take Washington, I'll throw Memphis in there. Deal. Well, Show's got the East Carolina. He don't. Oh, that's right. I know Show. He don't want to be laying no twenty eight and a half. <laughs> no, if there's a bet, I'm making the Memphis game. It's going to be the over. Especially after last week when you needed the Buckeyes and they just. Well, let's okay. Off. How about this? Let's do OSU, Texas, OU, Washington, and the over in the Memphis game. That way, Farkas can Farky can still root for East Carolina to to run it up. Nader can hope Riley Ferguson gets the seventy, and we're all happy. Can we talk about how good Riley Ferguson is? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about another another one of he was what his protege of uh, Paxton Lynch who's going to be starting this week. Getting the start this week. Yep. Oh gosh. That tells you enough about him that it's taken this big of an abortion of a season for him to get a start. <laughs> well, he was hurt. The old plastic. Technically, he was hurt. Yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> What's the over-under show in that game? Man, I, I hate uh, – I'm looking up right now. I hate these picks. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> 79. Dude, Dumb. you know how hard it is to go into the Tiger Dome and cover? It's the Liberty Bowl. All right, uh, here here it is. We're pull it, take the over. It's an insane number to take. <laughs> Memphis is scoring sixty. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. Yes. 
<laughs> Let me play devil's advocate. I hate laying 10 with Washington. Um, I say we wait and see if it gets to nine and a half. I see Wazoo kind of being a public side a little bit, knowing that they have to win. Um, could Memphis pull their starters being up big and look into next week? Um, the one I, I, I do like Texas. That That's for sure. Um, I mean, we got to take Willie, right? Nader's got Oregon State, man. Yeah, he loves them ducks. Oh, never mind, never mind. Or no, not right, ducks. The Beavers. Right. My bad. We're, we're, we're taking OU. We're taking OU. Okay. All right, I got him here. So we're going to take Oklahoma minus 22 and a half. The over in the Memphis game at 79. <laughs> we already have a lot of state. We're taking Texas tonight at minus seven. I actually do like one. Um, and we'll wait on Washington, but we'll more than likely half. pull the trigger. All right. All right, I'm good with that. I'll what, what, if Washington State comes back and like covers this game, I'm going to take Paul Bunyan's axe to my neck. <laughs> you have a nice dinner dinner tonight, Nader. Yeah, yeah where are you going? I, we haven't figured it out. She actually just walked in the door. I had to walk upstairs so the dog didn't mangle her when she came in the door and barked on this pod. Ugh. All right, All right it's nice. been real. I mean, I think it, the number one thing is next week is where we really start to peak. We we're, we got the conference championships, and then we put together just victory after victory in the bowl season. And the big bowl that we always love, the, I, and I live tweeted it last year because of some other stupid bet that I had or some loss that I had. Uh, the Bahama Bowl, always a favorite. That's a blind over bet immediately. You're you're also a big fan of the Idaho Potato Bowl. The Idaho, that's the one that I had to live tweet. I he forget also, who was in that game. He loves arm the armed forces in any bowl game. Loves I them. do love them because they don't party at all before, and it's usually all business. I think they're probably the last five years. Look it up. Show maybe some research on that one. I bet you they're at a ninety five percent clip. I doubt right, anything that, else in it, guys? Yeah. I mean, I would, I just I would be willing to bet Paul Bunyan's axe that they're not a 95% clip. No, they're not. I, I've said that, and then I think the one year they went 0-3. Um, <laughs> that said, the one caveat that I would add to all of this is uh, you know, for the listeners out there that, you know, obviously are taking this like, you know, the Holy Grail. This is a satirical podcast, and we do uh, tongue-in-cheek a little bit. So, uh, you know, we can't be held liable for, or uh, libelous or, or for slander uh, because this is, you know, a comedy-based show at the same time. Agreed. Yeah. Do, I really, do I think Pat? Do I think Pat does what I said? Absolutely not. Do I think Will? Do I think Willie smokes blunts and and drinks forties at no end? Absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> what about Br- Bielema? He's everything that's been said on this pod. <laughs> Also, I think earlier I called our listeners moronic. I, I apologize for that. They're, you know that that's just a, a just, oh I a don't pot, total that's imbeciles. a pot shot at our listeners. No total imbeciles. They're jerks. Obviously, they're not betting with us. Otherwise, they'd be rich and buying boats and, and well, that that's my question. Us. Whose dick we got to suck to get five stars around here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's not going to help. <laughs> then again, you start doling those out. I'm sure we'll get some good ratings. <laughs> all right let's get out of here Good one stuff. left of the ages <laughs> yeah get, get real guys 
so we can listen to Dusty Dvorak and uh, Adam Amin. This is a four and one week, maybe a three one and one, but I love it. All right, I'm out. Yeah.